This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. Okay, so this is something that I think we've all seen funny pictures of before, but it went wrong this time. There are websites devoted to catching people's pictures as they get to the bottom of a water slide and hit the water. And mm-hmm. some of them have uh, embarrassing uh, wardrobe malfunctions. Oh, yeah. Some of them uh-huh. just have funny looks on their faces, all kinds of things. But for one lady at Disney World, it was worse than that. And I've done a little research on this, and I was surprised by everything that I found. Because okay. uh, I first thought, oh, she's just suing to get money, and she doesn't really have a good case. Then I thought, I wonder what kind of suit she was wearing. And it turns out she was wearing a very modest bathing suit. And I just was kind of curious. I could not find any pictures of her. She's done a good job of keeping her photos out of any of these stories. Yeah. But what happened was that she and her family went to Disney World, and they went on the Humunga Cowabunga Typhoon Lagoon Water Park slide. It's a (laughs) 214-foot slide with a five-story drop. They tell you to cross your legs, um, which she says they didn't tell her why that was important, but she did do it. And that was my other question was whether she actually followed the instructions. She says she did, but when she hit the bottom of the slide, it was so much that she got airborne and her legs became uncrossed, then lack of control at that point. Oh, my. And when she hit the water, she got a front wedgie. Oh. That was so bad, she needed surgery. Oh, my goodness. Apparently... I'm just kind of guessing through reading the lines between the lines. It apparently caused the fabric to move out of the way and the water rushed (gasps) in and caused internal damage to her organs. Um, I'm not going to go into great detail, Good. but it, like it tore her <laughs> up. Yeah, you went too far. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I need therapy just hearing about I this. Know. Right. Oh, well, my gosh. She ended up going straight to the hospital, and they had to get her immediate surgery to correct some of these problems because of bleeding. And she's suing Disney and actually asking for $50,000, which to me sounds low. Oh, go $50 million, huh? I would I would aim <laughs> higher than 50000 for sure, based on what I have seen so far. Uh, and it's very interesting because on Disney's website, I was doing the research on this. 
They list the Humunga Cowabunga as the ride of your life, and it promises to give visitors a surprise ending. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she can't sue them for lying about that because yeah. it did Rude. everything it advertised and more. Yeah. 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 But this woman, uh, she went on vacation with her family. Her mom was there. Her daughter was there. And she goes down this slide, and it, it in, injures her badly. I mean, uh, a lot of times, like when the girls go down, like they lose the top. a top or something. But this is severe. Now, I have seen video, and I don't think it's doctored, where the lady's going down the the big water slide, and she goes, you know, on those curves, goes up real high, right, and goes off the water slide. Yes. Have you seen that yeah. video? Yeah, and then of course the little kid, I think he got killed. Well, he oh did get killed on one of the slides like that. That went over the top. It, went, it had a hump that went up and down, and there was even netting around it. But the way he hit the oh he my hit one of the bars yeah. holding mm. the netting up. Oh no, and I forget where that was, mm. but it. It, it killed well, them, and you so. know, you go to places like maybe Mexico or the islands off Caribbean islands, and they may not have the same degree of protection that some right. of the United States rides do. But of course, in Disney's defense, and I'm not really defending them, but they've had millions of people go down that slide, yeah, and this yeah. is the first time that's happened. So right. I don't know why it was so different for her. Of course, <laughs> the first time somebody's actually admitted it well, publicly. she didn't have mm. a choice. I mean, they took her by hos- by ambulance to the hospital because she was bleeding profusely, oh. so you could not admit that if it happened True. like she did. Now, there may have been people who had minor issues that didn't say anything. Right. You know, when I'm riding those rides, though, in my mind, the whole time, a lot of times I can't enjoy it because I'm thinking, what if? What if this goes off the track here? Yeah. What you if know, it's like that's part of the scariness of the ride. So at a fair, like where you got people putting them together, taking them apart real quick all the time and moving around, I would be a little more worried. But you always used to think at a major theme park that couldn't happen until we saw it recently where that big beam was coming apart from the yeah. roller coaster yeah. here, I think in Carowinds. Charlotte. So yeah. you're like, I mean, that does make you worry if there's enough inspection and safety going on. And that's just one of many stories you're hearing now throughout the country mm-hmm. of roller coasters, you know, failing. I was on one and the bar did not lock. Oh. <laughs> and it literally, it was getting ready to take off because yeah. they'll do a countdown back then. The, the, the ride doesn't exist anymore, but... Uh, and it was why. like three, two, one, and I'm like, my bar was not locked, and all I was gonna do was hold on for dear life. Oh yeah, and that thing took off and stopped immediately. Because your thing, it knew it wasn't locked. Yes, they had to come back and, and make sure our bars were locked. But I'm so like, I was at least the safety features worked for you. Yeah. Well, and I, here's the thing: I don't like that responsibility where you have to put on your own safety feature, you know, yeah. your own belt and stuff. I'm like, hey, I don't want to be in charge of this. <laughs> I need a grown up to come in and lock me into these swings and stuff. That's part of why they do it because they're like, we well, don't want to get blamed for that. It's like, oh, he was supposed to do that. But sometimes they don't. It's like you're just on your own. Like, you go ahead and pull That's it down. That's what I said. Well, no, I was at Six Flags um, this year, earlier this year, and every ride I rode, they came by and, and checked mm-hmm. it and pulled mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. In fact, there was one that didn't even work. It was just shut completely. I mean, he's like, that don't work, so don't sit there. I'm like, oh, oh, my gosh. I'm like, that, thank you. That makes you worry about the rest of the ride a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting fun. to think the two ways to look at it. You can either think, oh, my gosh, I'm not riding these anymore. Or, or you could think, wow, they're even going to be that much more scary now. Uh, I don't, yeah. I don't you know. Because it may not be put together well. I just don't enjoy them as much. I pray the whole time now. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, so I scream. Did, I did that before. Yeah, I used to <laughs> scream. Now just pray. <laughs> <laughs> <my> spray. <laughs> it's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. 
Well, do you want some cheese to go with that wine? Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just take the wine. Uh, you want a... You want some cries to go with that? No, you want a wham burger to go with those cries? Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of people complain. You hear complaining all the time. You see it online all the time. But does ranting really make you feel better? Yes. You know, it does. Okay. <laughs> it really does. My wife will be like, come on to bed. What's so important? I'm like, well, there's someone on the internet that's wrong, and I need to let them know. <laughs> <laughs> well, does the squeaky wheel get the oil? Well, not in my car, okay. but probably in some. So science, they did some research on this, and they said, you know, you might have a you know, long commute or something to go wrong at work, and your computer's broken, you rant to your best friend or your co-worker, but do you really feel better afterwards? And psychologists, they studied the effects of venting and complaining and expressing your feelings, anger, it seemed to... Pre- preserve rather than reduce hostile feelings yeah ranting to just one person doesn't do much but by the fourth or fifth i do feel better okay so the first time you don't feel so good yeah it takes a minute well people they believe that venting will help them feel better but in order to truly move forward people must focus on potential solutions to their problems and not just dwelling on them and talking about them over and over and not doing anything to fix them according to these psychologists well, that makes sense. If yeah. you're not coming up with solutions, it's just going to be frustrating. But, I mean, usually whenever I come home and vent to my wife, I, we do talk about, like, what could we do about, or what could I do about this, or how can you solve this problem? Okay. Not always is there an easy answer, but it still makes <laughs> you feel like you tried. I see what you did there when you go home from work and <laughs> vent to your wife about things that go on in work. Oh, yeah. well, I didn't mean with <laughs> I you guys. You I was talking about management, you know. I did the same thing. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. But they say the meaningful part is to say, okay, now I got all that off my chest to that person that you're talking to or whatever. What am I going to do about it? Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and just wallow in, in this misery and be a martyr and be a victim because it's so bad. I actually have a friend who, when she does come to me with problems, I'm like, oh, well, why don't you? And finally she said... I don't want solutions. I want to complain. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, okay, girl, yeah. pop off. Well, that's what women are known because, like, guys are fixers. So our, our wives or, uh, you know, partners will come to us and they're like, oh, this is going on at work. And you're like, oh, well, have you? And they don't want that. They just want us to listen. It depends on the person. See, I listen to friends. They call me to vent. And I will listen and not say anything unless they're calling me for the same thing to vent about every time. Then I'm like, okay, do you see the problem now? (laughs) Well, and then you see someone post something online, then the comments start rolling in. Then you got the people that agree with them, and they're like, oh, yeah, okay, they feel good about that. And all of a sudden, someone's contradictive. And they'll say something totally opposite of what they're trying to complain about and giving them some kind of solution. They're like, I'm going to delete that. Yeah. I don't. I just want to erase that one from the picture. Well, we don't ever want people to tell us we're wrong. We want them to agree with us. We want them to right. take our side. I mean, if you are not doing that, you can count on upsetting the other person. And if you're putting all your problems on social media, you may be the problem. Well, sometimes, too, though, like, and I know, Tom, you've done this before. You've complained several times to companies and stuff just because they're not doing what they said they would do. And so you'll write, and they might send you like a 20% off gift certificate or something. <laughs> so Not as common as it used to be. The squeaky wheel gets the oil in that respect. Or let's say you complain at a restaurant or something. Sometimes they'll give you, you know, something free. I think it's grease, if I could complain just for a moment. It's the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Oh, is it grease, not the oil? I've always heard. Oh, okay. 
But was it was yeah. oil or grease? I'll just write yeah. in. <laughs> <laughs> just write into the show and say, that hawk guy, he's <laughs> mispronouncing those uh, sayings. Or something like that. But that's all right. So what is your, you're basically saying we need to. I'm just saying, that's, listen, I'm vent. not saying anything. It's not me. It's a psychologist. They're saying that ranting doesn't make you feel better. Unless you discuss solutions. And yes. that's what I was going to say. Is right. it, you're saying that know. we need to rant, but we also need to make sure we discuss possible ways to fix it. I had a boss back in the day that I would get angry at my coworkers, and I would literally go in his office, sit down, and just vent. Just let it out. He didn't offer solutions. Yeah. He said, anytime you just need to come vent. And once I walked out of that office, just because I got it off my chest. Yeah. Just okay. somebody that would actually listen. And once I walked out of there, I was fine until the next time. What's so <laughs> funny is he listened, but he didn't do anything about it. He no. just let you vent. And I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's so, gone, and I'm here. Sounds like you need to go home with Tom and talk to his wife about what's going on here at work. <laughs> I'll call her later. <laughs> Believe me, I got plenty for her already. She don't need more. <laughs> Hawk and Tom on B93.7. If you are on your way to school right now, you're going to want to listen up. This isn't going to affect you immediately, but usually when one large group or country starts doing it, others follow suit. Uh Kids, they're talking about banning cell phones in schools in Britain next year. In fact, they're not just talking about it, they're doing it. Hmm. Now, as you can imagine, this is meeting with some resistance, not just from the kids, but the parents too. Yeah. Most parents want their kid to have access to a phone in case something bad happens. Now, does this mean they go into a classroom and they have to give it to a teacher or the minute you get into the school? Because there are a lot of schools that are already taking them once you're in the classroom. Yeah, some schools do make the kids hand in their phones at the start of the day, but it will be mandatory in the UK and it will probably be at the beginning of the day. You know, not only if something bad happens, I just won't be able to get a hold of my kid. Like, you know, school might be, uh, he might be sick, or there's all kinds of stuff that goes on that you want to be able to reach your kid. You got to figure out if he wants pepperoni or supreme pizza for dinner tonight. Yeah, yeah. yeah plants need to yeah, be made. Need to be tasting. <laughs> well, the teachers say it's their number one disruption that yep. they deal with, and they remind us all that we did it for many years just fine without yep. phones in the classroom. I tend to be on your side, Hawk. I like for my kid to have access to the phone because otherwise he doesn't get to see all the memes that I sent him all day until yeah. he's out of school. <laughs> well, here's the thing, too. I mean, the, the teacher could be walking through class and see if any kid's using their phone. Just keep it in their backpack. Then, if, it, if, if, if the kid uses it and he's not supposed to or she's not supposed to, just take it away until the end of class. It's, yeah, it sounds easy until you're doing it every class to half the kids. Yeah, and 30 kids in each class mm-hmm. to try to keep up with. I mean, they didn't catch everyone cheating. I always got caught, but <laughs> some people cheat. Yeah, I never caught, got caught. So. I just, I, I don't know. I'm just, uh, it sounds like it's easier than turning it into like a big old dish before, as you walk into the. Well, I, I think ideally that would stop them from bringing it at all. That's true. But I agree. I think you should put it in your backpack. Yeah, put it in your backpack and use it in emergency. With it, you get a warning, you get three strikes, and you don't have access to bring your phone to school no longer. The only thing that's a problem with that is it starts to create another huge keeping up with all the kids. And if you send every kid to the office constantly, it just creates a, a lot more work for the teachers. Well, is this not our job as parents and teachers is to train our kids 
and how to use their cell phones when they go out into the workplace because we're going to be using them then every time when the boss is not in the room. We're going to be using our cell phones now. We use our cell phones. Hey, Tori does shopping while she's working here. Uh, it's research. On Amazon. I'm like... And to be fair, she does it on our PC, not as much her phone. Okay. <laughs> Didn't they tell us years ago that our phones were not allowed in the studio? Yeah, oh God, I don't remember that. Ah, distraction. Dude, yeah, seems like we had a boss that once yeah. like, said that. And no I'm cell like, phones. I sit over here and text my friends. Hey, and no food in the studio. Hey, yeah. shut up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I said that. They forgot about it. I so know, shush. but you okay? I was gonna quit. Tom's got Thanksgiving dinner over here. It's cheese balls and some pop tarts and something else. <laughs> Poor Thanksgiving. Yeah, but um, I see both sides of this. I definitely understand where the teachers are coming from, yeah. but from a selfish point of view, I would like my kid to have their phone. I would prefer them to get in trouble if they're misusing it, but I do understand how that's a hassle for teachers to keep up with every kid. Well, I see some text rolling in. Feel free, 1-800-360-937. Or give us a call. I'm kind of curious what the teachers here locally think, if that were to happen, or kids uh, listening as well. So feel free to call in this morning. Well, I can pretty much tell you what the kids are going to say. Yeah. <laughs> they are going to pretty much, not all, but most of them are going to be against it. Now, the teachers, it might be mixed, but I bet most of them are also going to um, uh, be against the idea of the kids having the right. phones. Yeah, and plus, the kids are probably busy getting ready right now for school, they'll text us when they get into homeroom. Okay. That's good. <laughs> Some of that math well, test. <laughs> I do want to know, though, what the teacher's thinking. Is it a big distraction? Is it bigger than we think it is? It's the Hawk and Tom Show on B93.7. Well, a lot of times here on our show, we try to make you laugh and have a good time. There's uh, many ways we do that with Torture Tuesdays and just jokes in general and just, you know, fun shenanigans here on the Hawk and Tom Show. But they ask people... Whose jokes do you laugh at, even if you've heard them before, and they may not even be funny? Hmm. So <laughs> there are people in our life, we're going to laugh at their jokes, even if they're not funny. Well, the boss. Okay. So <laughs> that is the, one of the number one things they said. <laughs> if he tells a joke or she tells a joke, you're going to laugh, just because you're trying to work your way up the ladder. The preacher, because, you know, I want to go to heaven. Okay. So. I don't laugh at a preacher joke if it's not funny. Well, most of the time, though, if the preacher does it, the whole congregation's laughing. So you're kind of chuckling along with them. And most of the time, if you hear other people laughing, you're going to laugh, too. Yeah. Because yeah. there's something about that. It's like it's electronic, this vibe that's, <laughs> I want to laugh, too. <laughs> yeah. See, you just okay. yeah. Yeah. But I agree uh-huh. with you. Just start laughing. <laughs> then you'll laugh. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I'm a little different in that area. Yeah, you are. So uh, they ask people whose jokes you'll laugh at, even if you've heard them before. Comedian number one answer. A lot of times you'll hear those same routines, you'll see those TikToks, you'll go see a comedian live, and you're like, you're waiting for that little routine or skit that they do. I think it's because you've actually, it's not just the joke, it's their delivery, seeing them do it. Just like you go see a band in concert, you've heard the album a million times, but watching them do it live is just a different experience. And you dance and sing along with it every Mm -hmm. time. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Sometimes you're just saying the same words as a comedian, because you know it's coming. Yeah. Wait, wait. And, and you're sitting there with your friend, you're like, okay, wait for it. Here, this is the funny part, right? <laughs> I, wow, you must be fun to go with. I've actually come home from before and complained, like, wow, he didn't do his one about yeah, this, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. I wish he'd have done that one. It'd be like going to that rock concert and you know, not hearing that song. Like, they, they just walk off stage like, why you didn't play my song? Dave Matthews was known for doing that. He wouldn't play his hits a lot of yes. times. Or maybe it was John Meyer or, or Mayer, but uh, both of them. John, uh, Dave Matthews for me. Yeah. We sat through and then they went to do an 
encore. Yeah. I'm like, if the first song <laughs> isn't something that I know, we're leaving. If it ain't ants marching. Yeah, so we got him left. It wasn't. Yeah. So I'm like, he's got to play his hits. That was one where I, my wife and I were dating, and I made out through the whole thing, so I didn't care what song he played. But all the other people around me, <laughs> they were like, my ants marching. <laughs> <laughs> that was an awkward time for us. So, uh, jokes that you laugh at, even if you've heard them before, your kids, obviously, they'll come home, want to tell you a joke, especially when they're toddlers. Now, as they get to be teenagers, like, oh, come on. I've heard that one before. <laughs> yeah, once they but, get to the age where they don't laugh at your jokes anymore, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm not going to laugh at yours exactly. either. Exactly. Because like, I've been faking all these years. <laughs> <laughs> ain't that the truth? It's like, Dad, that ain't funny. And I'm like, come on, man. Well, really? Yeah. And then they'll say one. I'm like, okay. I still try to be courteous and laugh, though. Not me. And I'll tell you what else. I tell them, I am literally professional at this i this is what i get paid for is to go on the radio and be funny i am funny okay darn it <laughs> <laughs> grandmothers and grandparents also were mentioned on the list because yeah. you know you, you, they get older my dad tells jokes and i've heard him 45 times before but i'll give him a little courtesy chuckle anyway same with stories you yeah, know exactly. my mom's telling me something i'm thinking she just told me this yesterday but i'm gonna let her tell it we tell my mom like you told us this the other day and she's like oh did i and then she goes on and tells it anyway (laughs) (laughs) so we just learned to shut up (laughs) just listen again whose jokes you'll laugh at even though you've heard them before uh they say um who did they say somebody funny no 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 bottom of the list is your best friend and your spouse or your significant other so if you've heard that joke before from your spouse or significant other or your best friend, you're not going to laugh as much. What? My best friend or John can look at me and I'll start cracking up. That's like the best relationship in the world where everything is funny. But you've heard that joke four or five times. Who cares? If they get joy from it, I'm going to laugh with them. Really? It's fun. Yes. That's sweet because I'm not that way. I'm like, you know, for one thing, my wife is with my kids going, you're not funny. I'm like, well, you better be funny if you want me to laugh because I ain't giving you no free ones. Yeah. <laughs> Siblings were last on the list. Like if your brother or your sister tells you a joke and you've heard it before, like, hey, you can cut them halfway through the joke. I heard that one. Yeah. yeah. It's like you just don't even care about their feelings at all. And what's bad is when you don't get the joke and everybody's laughing. Yeah. Like, what? What's so funny? I do that a lot. And I'll look around and they're laughing. And I'm like, ah, that was funny. Yeah. I love that. I always laugh because I don't want to feel like the one left out. Mm-hmm. And then I'll take him by the side and say, hey, well, what was it really? What that joke mean? I, I didn't get it. Don't tell anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently we're fake laughing a lot here, especially with the boss and your parents and your grandparents and coworkers, apparently. I've gotten good at it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke right there. We know we're funny, Kato. I've gotten good at it, too. <laughs> Tom, you, need, you need to work on your fake laugh. Do it again, do it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hawk and Tom on B93.7. All right, most of us fantasize about hitting the lottery and getting rich one day. But have you ever wondered what the really rich people fantasize about? Hmm. because they have dreams too, but yeah. they're different because they've already got the money. I probably having more money than their neighbors. 
Well, they want to stand out. They I'm want sure to be on some top. of them are just constantly reaching for that top spot. Yeah. But a lot of them reach a point where they're very wealthy, they're happy with it, and they still need a motivation to keep going on. I think, though, there's so much. We, we always want more. Even when you are a billionaire, you probably want more. Want more. Well, it turns more. out you're wrong. So <laughs> here is what some of the people who are very rich say that they fantasize about. Uh, time. They say time is the only real currency in life, and it's the only non-renewable resource. You sure. can't get time back. Yeah. So they are always trying to find ways to get better use of their time or to find things to do with their time that they oh. think is worthy of it. Saw a billionaire, or no, he was a millionaire, talking about it on TikTok. It's that uh, guy we used to hang out with <laughs> who's gone on to be... Jesse big. James? Yeah, he's now Jesse. I, I forget his name, but he was talking about time. He's like, you know what? Here I am. I'm 50 or 40 years old. I've got this much time until I'm most likely going to die. i got to make the best of this m- amount right here. I can't be thinking about my whole life. i got to think about this little time. And I'm like, wow, he still he wants time. To spend that money, I guess. Well, sure. Another thing rich people would like is to be admired. Because once you have food and shelter, you've got resources, you've got vacations and toys, what do people think about when they hear your name? That's why you have things like the Bill Gates Foundation, or you have these billionaires that they start these philanthropic things where they want to have other people think highly of them. So, you know, even though it might be a super small percentage of their overall income, they can throw around pretty big chunks of money and people will look up to them and admire them. This little side note, I guess, and this is for everybody, because the only thing we take out of this life is our character. You don't take any of that money with you, any of that success or fame, but our character, you do take that with you because that is what people kind of see in you. So give me your money. That's what I just I'm got with out of you. I'm willing to help them out if they're if the burden of carrying the money. You know, because we're kind like that. But they're not saying <laughs> that they hate yeah. They just want these other things. The Nobel Peace Prize was literally started because the man who in, started it, Alfred Nobel, he invented dynamite. And he felt bad about it because it had been used for so many bad things. So he created the Nobel Peace Prize to distract people from the fact that he created created dynamite <laughs> which is funny because dynamite's used for a lot of good stuff too yeah that's, that's like the winchester house in california so sarah winchester when she took yes. it over she felt so bad about all the people hurt by winchester guns so she built this crazy elaborate house to keep the spirits away and all kinds of stuff she wasn't well and it's not elaborate <laughs> it's kind of strange there'll be steps yeah. that'll lead to nowhere yeah. doors that don't open or lead to nothing yeah and they, they just they did they continued construction until her death mm-hmm. well because, here's the truth oh. about guns that a lot of people don't know is they say God created all men and Sam Colt made them equal because guns have done a lot of good in the world. Think about back in the Western days and some woman's back at home while her husband's in town and a bunch of ruffians come up. A shotgun changed the game for her. Mm-hmm. They ran on and let, went somewhere else. So guns, policemen carry guns for a reason. They do both good and bad right. depending on how they're used. Oh, yeah, True. I wasn't hating on them. And those <laughs> old Western, you know, 12 o'clock noon scenes would not be much fun if one guy didn't have a gun. <laughs> Imagine they're just throwing rocks at each other. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my mom loves gun smoke. What would it have been called rather yeah. than a gun? Yeah. Yeah. Than rock smoke. Probably <laughs> knife smoke. All right, so another thing billionaires, millionaires want is they want to feel like they're a regular person. You may remember that video Mark Zuckerberg did of him grilling stuff. 
No. He, sometimes he just fantasizes about being a normal guy again. He <laughs> wasn't normal to begin with. Well, that's true. That's very true. Yeah, it's Bill Gates. Well, I know. They say also friends and connections. Uh, one thing when you get really rich is it becomes very hard to know who is really your friend and true. who is there for the money. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's true because you ever had people use you for tickets? At this level. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, can you give me some tickets? <laughs> uh, now there's another interesting one. One rich person said they still would like to win the lottery, and that may be what you said earlier, Hawk, about still never having they enough. More and more. I mean, when do we always say, okay, I'm done. I don't need anything else. It's very rare. <laughs> You'll know it because you won't see me again. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bill Gates once said that once you have everything, the biggest trick now is to not die. He's like, to live longer because oh, I got true. all this stuff. I've won the game, but when I die, it's over, and I would like to extend the game. So he's actually, in his level of wealth, he's talking about, is there a way to live longer? Well, and when you got that much money, you get your own doctors. You can, right. Yeah, so you pretty much could do a lot to take care of yourself. So much. I mean, sometimes it's inevitable. It's not going to go work out the way you want it because Steve Jobs had all that money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if yeah. I had a chef, I wouldn't pull through drive-throughs. That's the yeah. truth, right? <laughs> so I'd eat healthier if I had a chef. I'm like, if you I make it a, good and healthy. A trainer that would come and get me out of bed in the morning and take me down to my gym. Yeah, and work, work <laughs> carry more. you in and set you on the machine <laughs> and move your legs. Yeah. And arms. <laughs> 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 then, then you'd be a puppet. That's what you'd be. Right. <laughs> Hawk and Tom on B93.7. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card, or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Got clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.